film has been or will be released the greatest of all time. This show will find that film. This is the greatest film of all time, according to me. But, Brandon. Buddy. It's that time of year again. I gotta set the mood. Alexa, play Let's Get It On on Spotify. Alexa, volume up. <laughs> yeah, there we go. <laughs> it's Valentine's Day week, guys. Isn't that fun? And in honor of love, heart-shaped boxes with chocolate in them, flowers, Uh, Valentine's, you know, little cards you hand people, hearts that you cut out of a folded piece of construction paper. Do kids do still do that? Is that a thing? Man, that was kind of lame. But I think, hey, how else are you supposed to show a, a fellow tenth, ten-year-old? Hey, you're my friend, and I don't like girls yet. It's uh, they're they're gross, icky. You gotta fold over construction paper and cut the heart. It's just a fact. Anyways, uh, we're watching a movie this week. For a change, we're gonna watch a movie. This one is picked by my wife. Her her little Valentine's Day present to me is the the movie, the film, the masterpiece? Question mark. Thirteen going on thirty. Yeah. Don't know a lot about this one. Um, I think okay. So let me let me throw some stuff out there. Jennifer Garner, she's in it, right? Pretty sure, pretty sure she's the lead. And then <laughs> things get squirrely for me. No idea who it is. I so I know the general premise is she was thirteen. She wakes up and she's thirty? Question mark. Now I don't know if that means if it's a magical scenario has she just magically aged to 30 and now she's just trying to live as a now 30 year old even though she's 13 or does she get transported into a 30 year old's body is it like a it's not a a switch right it's not one of those it's not a freaky friday situation but it's not like i mean i'm assuming it's the magical one i I can't imagine it's going to be hey she gets into an accident and then now she's out of a coma, she's 30. That would be kind of... I mean, I don't know. I kind of I kind of don't hate that. But I don't think that's what it is. I feel like it wouldn't be as <laughs> revered by uh, women of a certain age, I guess I'll say. Because uh, I don't know a lot about this movie from uh, anyone besides my wife. And she hasn't said that much to me. So, I, I'm guessing... Oh my gosh, my mic just fell off the stand. <laughs> Things are getting nuts over here. I'm just holding the mic. It's close to my face. I like it. I like this. Things are off the rails. Some of them literally. I don't even know how this... I think it all came off. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Huh. Anyways. 
What else are we talking about? Movies. Marvin Gaye. This movie. Okay, so I think it's uh, it's going to be like the movie 17 again, but we're, I guess reversed maybe, where he was old Matthew Perry and then became young Zac Efron. I feel like it's going to be the opposite. Now he's... She's the, the girl, 13-year-old girl, becomes Jennifer Garner magically. Other than that, I have no idea. Uh, I have real issues with how it's going to play out. Is she going to get into a relationship? Because that feels gross. I, don't, I mean, I guess the only way to find out is to watch it. And, um, yeah, this is one that I'm, I'm pretty going in pretty cold. Unlike almost everything else I've seen, at least I knew what they were. Convoy, I guess I had no idea, but I, I listened to the song, so I knew. It's about a convoy. It's a trucking convoy riding through the night. This is a 13-year-old becomes a 30-year-old process, which I have no idea. Magical or not, no idea. Other person in it, not sure. I'm going to guess Matthew McConaughey. That sounds fun, right? I don't think it is, though, because I feel like I've seen almost all of his stuff, and this would be a miss for me. So if it's not him, is it going to be like Josh Duhamel or or uh, McDreamy, McSteamy? Which one of them? I don't know. I'm excited. I, I haven't haven't had a chance to watch a, a nice romantic movie with my wife. She doesn't usually like them. She makes me watch horror, which I don't really um, have have fun doing. But I do it for her because I'm a lover. And uh, because of that, I'm sorry I said I was a lover. <laughs> I'm not proud of it. All right, let's just do this thing. I'm going to pour me a glass of wine. That's not true. I'm not drinking in February, so I'm not going to drink wine. I guess I'm just going to watch a movie. Whatever. Let's do this thing. Bye. All right, I'll see you. See you soon. Not bye. Bye's at the end. See you soon. Ah, look at that. That was, wasn't it romantic? Wasn't it comedic? We're back. All right. So we've all watched it now. 13 going on 30. We know what I got right. And that was that Jennifer Garner is in this. <laughs> That's it. I threw a lot of like stuff at the wall to see what stuck. Uh, I didn't come up with a wish fulfillment scenario. Uh, didn't even get that. Throughout a lot of leads that could have been uh, the, the male lead, did not come up with that. Are we are we sure that there's not a version of this with one of the Mick, Mick people, McSteamy or McDreamy? No? Okay. I guess I didn't expect an answer, but I would have liked one. Pretty rude not to answer me. Uh, write in to an address I still haven't given anyone. <laughs> At some point, I'm going to like set that up and then hear from uh, ones of you. I was going to say tens, but that feels like even that seems like too many. Let's just get into it. Okay. I have a lot. I think I actually have a lot to say about this and we'll eventually loop in my, uh, my lovely wife who watched this with me uh, and recommended this to me. But yeah, so I had no idea what this movie was. <laughs> uh so let's go jump right in. Uh, almost right away, I audibly gasped at Mark Ruffalo's name. Uh, 
Kate couldn't believe I didn't know he was in this, but I, this was like a huge blind spot for me. I had no idea. Uh, and when it started in 1987 with like some kids, it was my first sign that the body swap aspect was probably not the answer or this movie was set in the eighties and I was pretty sure that wasn't true. Uh, so it's her birthday. She's not cool, but she wants to be, that's clear. She wants, she's invited or she invites the, the six chicks to her birthday. Do I hate that name? Oh, of course I do. Uh, but she wants to be in the group and her lovable dorky friend says that it's not possible. Not only isn't it uh, not possible, <laughs> there's got to be a better way to say that. Not only isn't it impossible. There we go. Wait, not only isn't it, not only is it impossible. There it is. We got it. It's not just that it's mathematically impossible because of the name. Now, I think maybe the name The Six Chicks was created just for this joke. Uh, I hate that, but let's just move on. I've, uh, I've, I've, uh, time to time gone way out of my way to set up a joke and use lots of words and eventually landed on a joke that wasn't worth it. And I wish I had one at the end of this, but I don't. <laughs> so. She wants to join the six chicks. Uh, there's a cute guy that she wants, and they he might come to the party, but only if there there's if it weren't for this homework assignment or whatever, a project or something. And she volunteers to do that homework uh, for him and the six chicks. I guess it must be a group project. Homework is not like eight people get to turn in one thing. So she's our hero. She volunteers. Uh, so that they'll come to her party. And do you, uh, do you see where this might be going? Me too. Let's, let's continue. Uh, so before the six chicks and the dude show up, her friend Maddie gives her a present. This is, uh, we, I mean, I guessed right away. Why wouldn't it be? This is young Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Does I did not think that hey, this kid doesn't grow up to be Mark Ruffalo, but whatever. He's uh he gives her a present. It's a it's a not a dollhouse, but it's a dollhouse with like her <laughs> in it everywhere. Like she's in a bathtub reading a poise magazine. Uh, I at this point I said sounds like uh she's gonna have something to do with poise magazine because <laughs> I've never heard of it. And why call it out if not? Uh, so he gives that to her. She. Seems to not hate it. I it's unclear for me whether or not she she took it in stride or not because she immediately throws it into the closet so that no one sees it. But that just could be look, I want to hide my dorkiness from these other friends. Look, been there. Uh well but before she puts it away, he uh <laughs> sprinkles some like pixie dust stuff on it because uh well I say he's a dork, right? Uh, and that, I say that in a lovable way. I like dorks. Uh, it's cute, sweet. Uh, they set it up that we're clearly on his side. Uh, and we know this little nerd's got a big old crush. You know, works. So naturally, she's immediately a bitch to him in an attempt to endear herself to the chicks. Uh, not the group of uh, singers, but the teenagers. Uh she like even uses like the same kind of uh, put down that one of the chicks, one of the six number. She's probably the leader of the chicks. Let's just say she's number one of six chicks. Uh, 
put someone down. She uses that on her friend Maddie. He goes to get his Casio. Uh, <laughs> I love that he says cat like he could have said keyboard. He should have said keyboard. Did Casio pay for that? Or I just don't know. Why Casio? I wish I, I don't I don't even know what my keyboard is. I have a keyboard. I don't think it's a Casio. It's across the room. I'll never know. Maybe when Kate comes, she can uh, read the brand of keyboard to me. Look, back back to the story. They convince uh, Jennifer Garner as a child. <laughs> what is her name? Uh, J- Jenna? Yeah, it's Jenna. They convince Jenna to... Is her name Jenna? Now I'm self-conscious about whether or not her name is Jenna. Let me look. Jenna. Jenna Rink is in where you skate. So Jenna is uh, in the closet. She is waiting because they're going to play seven minutes in heaven. And obviously cute guy is going to be there. And uh, so they immediately leave. (laughs) So they get the assignment. They walk out. And of course, then uh, probably by happenstance, because the ultimate goal couldn't have been to do this. They didn't know it was going to happen this way. But they tell Maddie that she's waiting for him in there. He goes in. I get this is where I get a little worried. I was really upset the idea of them kissing and her not knowing uh, it was him. But luckily, that doesn't happen. It does blow up, though, and it leads her to crying and wishing she was 30. She says it over and over and over and over. And then more. It's a crazy thing for a 13 year old to see to say, but you know, it is the name of the movie. So I guess it had to happen. Cut to she is 30. The wishes come true. She's in a weird place. She doesn't know what's going on. She sees a naked man <laughs> and freaks out. She takes it poorly, uh, probably better than I would in that situation. Uh, I'm sort of confused how she ends up being picked up to go to work by grown up number one of six chicks, uh, played by Judy Greer, who I, I'll we'll go into her more. Love Judy Greer, think she's great in this. Uh, but she like picks her up uh, outside of her house or apartment or whatever it is in New York, and. Like, it's almost like it, she was waiting. It was, it's weird. Like, a huge coincidence to me. Like, this lady, Jennifer Garner, as a 30-year-old, is very successful. Probably could, you know, just ride on her own. Although a limo was there to pick her up. Because that's what it was. They said it was a limo. Anyways, she goes to work. And she works at Poise Magazine. Remember? From the dollhouse tub. <laughs> she did it, guys. So she walks in. And immediately, I... Went, oh no, <laughs> because she's walking. Jennifer Garner is walking into a fake magazine company, and the cover of that magazine is Jennifer Lopez. <laughs> I was like, what a weird, like, that added. There was a second audible gasp for me of the, of the movie one at Mark Ruffalo's name, then at this. I, I, there's nothing else to it. It's just, I thought that was really strange. So. Ben Affleck must have loved this movie. I don't know if he still does. Now it's, you know, it feels a little more complicated. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I bet he's never seen this. Big magazine meeting. Their rival Sparkle is beating them to the punch every month. And then 
Andy Andy Circus, who is the boss. <laughs> He's very concerned. I got a lot to say about him. Let's just we'll save it. Jennifer Garner is unhinged. <laughs> her behavior is crazy. The fact that no one is calling her out. They they think like, oh, she has a drinking problem, so this is fine. But man, is she not acting like a person with a drinking problem? She acts like she is on LSD or I, I don't even know. Never done uh, a drug that made me question whether or not I was 13 yesterday. <laughs> if that exists, I, I, I don't want it. I don't think I had a good age 13, but that's just, uh, that's just my guess. I don't know. <sighs> I lost track of my train of thought, but let's just say, she moves past this this meeting. She finds out some more stuff about herself that she's a successful uh, editor, writer. She she works at a magazine. She's very successful. She's rich, uh, judging by the building she lives in and the giant apartment. Especially since it's New York, it seems like she has to have a lot of money. Uh, or it's you know, production chose too nice of a place. She oh she circles back. She figure, figures out the naked guy was the person she's dating, who's a hockey player. Uh, she's she finds out she's not close with her parents anymore. They went on a cruise without her. How dare they? And yeah, I, I don't know. She's just learning stuff about herself. Uh, she tries to explain to one of the six chicks what's going on. Doesn't land. She, so she decides the only other person I know is my best friend Maddie. So if she goes and finds him, he'll know what's going on and th- maybe he could fix it. I guess she doesn't really say what it is, except maybe I should talk to him. Well, it turns out they have not been in touch. Uh, we don't really know how long it's kind of like cagey for a while. Uh, we find out that it has, it, he hasn't talked to her since the day of that party where he, didn't get the kiss and she freaked out. So that, that was the last time he like talked to her. Um, long time, 17 years. Math is easy because it's right there in the title. <laughs> 13 to 30. Cool. Um, he also does not seem to get, be worried that she thinks that she was thought it was, <laughs> she was 13 a, a day ago. I like, but he also, he accepts it a little bit more. Like he turns back to try to help her. And I, I, I was like, come on, you either need to be worried for her sanity or think she's like screwing with you. Right? Like there's no in between here. You can't like sort of think, Oh, maybe, maybe she's not totally wrong on this. It, it's crazy. So, but let me for stop down for one second and talk about Jennifer Garner. Her performance as a person who thinks they are 13 is like really good. <laughs> I I could see this being done terribly. Uh, one <laughs> instance of this is in the movie Freaky when Vince Vaughn plays like a, a young girl. <laughs> it's the wildest thing. <laughs> and I almost feel like he did it. The way, that way because it's funnier I don't know he also probably cannot he's not agile enough to be a <laughs> act like a teenage girl in a grown man's body I don't know that movie is really weird 
I kind of want to watch it for the show, but this is not what that's about. This is not a body switch movie. This is a wish fulfillment scenario. And Jennifer Garner is good at acting like a little kid. I, I, I liked it. So she starts to learn stuff about herself. The family thing was strange to her, but she also learned she's not just generally not a good or a nice person. And rather than try to dig in, she sort of just starts like correcting it. Uh, she's nicer to her assistant. She starts avoiding the hockey guy, which I don't know if that is nice. And then she beats up a married man that she apparently had an affair with. Also, what? (laughs) That was the weirdest thing. That guy? (sighs) Nothing against that guy. I got nothing against you, man. Why you? Was it a spite thing? Did Jennifer Garner's character just hate that guy's wife? I'm not great with names. Maybe that's what they kind of implied with the names of whose wife who his wife was? I, I don't I don't care. When she's not fighting off unfaithful D-bags, she's helping out the magazine, her 13-year-old neighbor for some reason. They talk in the elevator. They bond. Now they're friends. It's insane, but also kind of nice. Uh, if I had to, if you know what? If I had to review this movie in one sentence, it would be that it's insane, but also kind of nice with the question mark uh, at the end of it. Uh, one of the way she helps out poise is at this party, the one she, she invites Mark Ruffalo to Maddie and he agrees. He doesn't, I mean, he doesn't say he will. He almost seems like, wow, this crazy person, uh, is really, truly crazy. Uh, but then he goes, uh, out of, I don't know, morbid curiosity, maybe. So she goes to this party and, she tells her boss that the reason the party is not going well is because uh, the, the music is not good. And <laughs> also she has a bunch of pina coladas, which I get. Like, it's like a milkshake, not a milkshake, but a, it's like a dessert that gets you drunk. It's great. It's exactly what a 13-year-old would drink <laughs> if they magically could. So she goes to the DJ. She requests a song. It's Thriller. She gets out on the dance floor does the thriller dance. She's like urging Mark Ruffalo to come out. And eventually he does. Uh, Way too many people know how to do the thriller dance, the choreography, not just like the hands up thing to the side. They're like doing it. And at first I was annoyed, (laughs) but then it's, it's Andy circus time. It, It now it's time to discuss him guys. He's going for it. I have to just assume that Peter Jackson saw this and was like, you know what? I got it. This dude is Gollum. And then his entire career changed. Now he's the motion capture guy. I, he's, I love him so much in this. It took me being told who it was to really, for it to really sink in. I, I, like, I was like, wait, is that, is that Andy Serkis? <laughs> It's so weird to see him just being like a person and not like, I mean, obviously Gollum is weird, but he's like in like a Marvel movie. I forget which one, Captain America maybe, but he's like such an over the top person. This is just, he's just like a guy uh, that can do the thriller dance. Anyways, he's awesome. It's freaking great. (laughs) But Ruffalo also dances and then he also decides to just leave in the middle of it. Uh, it felt very forced and strange, but we learned later it's because he's engaged 
and getting married in like weeks to a seemingly lovely girl. I guess now, I mean, we already knew he liked her like when they were kids, but he's been carrying this for a while. So I, I guess, I don't know. I didn't read it as, oh, he has a relationship. I read it as he doesn't trust this girl. They had a falling out for a reason. So what else is going on back at poise? Oh, Smeagol. Oh, he, uh, there's this one part. So he says it's time for the R word, which apparently is redesigned for a magazine. I can't tell if this was supposed to be a laugh line or if this is like common knowledge. I didn't love it. It made me think that I'm supposed to think (laughs) they're going to use a different R word, which would have been what the third one in a row. It's happened a lot of movies that have launched for the show for some reason. I mean, uh, whatever. So Jennifer Garner and number one of six chicks played by Judy Greer going to work on it together. But Judy Greer is a a bitch. And now we're learning it. uh, It's it's continued into adulthood. So she's not really going to help her. And it's the first time she ever really speaks out loud to someone that we see that Jennifer Garner is losing it. And honestly, she should have said that because she's acting deranged. <laughs> but but Garner, like, she, like, starts looking at yearbooks to figure out if she can remember her life. Um, and that is where she gets the idea for her rebrand idea or redesign idea. And she gets Ruffalo to help with the, the pictures. They have fun. They take these, like, yearbook-style photos uh for the magazine which i look i don't care i don't read this type of magazine maybe this would be good maybe it's not it's it's a good way to get them together and not thinking about anything else besides you know just having fun making this thing um and i look i like them together it's like it's fun so after they like they do all this they're like hanging out they kiss that's when we find out that he was, uh, he last talked to her then when she threw the not a dollhouse dollhouse at him. And I don't know if this is when we found out that she became a member of the six chicks. Uh, but we did find that out. It might've been from the yearbook and, uh, look, mathematics be damned. (laughs) She made it happen. She was the seventh member of the six chicks. So, but since this is a rom-com, we got to have a breakup or a split up. They're not really together. Uh, he goes to, uh, I actually don't remember why exactly. He's just visiting, but he wants to talk to Jennifer Garner. Uh, his idea, she, Judy Greer tells him that she's decided to go a different way. He he can sign a general uh, waiver of his photos. Maybe they can use them for a catalog or something. So it's lying to screw uh, her over. And then she sells them off to Sparkle because she finds out that Jennifer Garner was selling their ideas to the rival Sparkle to get the editor-in-chief job. Did I mention that Jennifer Garner was not a very good person before her 13-year-old self took over? Uh, I don't know if we're... It's it's interesting. Like, I guess you, you want to root for her even though you find out how not good of a person she was just because she's has the naivety of a 13 year old now 
Also, she's just like, uh, she's nice. She's good at this. Jennifer Garner is likable. I get it. Um, so she finds out what J- Judy Greer did. So she goes to Mark Ruffalo's wedding at her, I think it's at her, uh, her yeah, her neighbor. Cause that was then he was the neighbor. So it's, it's in right by her, her parents' house. She goes, she gets into his room and she, you know, tells him that she loves him. Uh, in a nice way, and he just says no. It was, it was great. Honestly, a, a worse version of this would be he says he will, leaves this perfectly nice person at the altar, and they run off together. Instead, he tells her no because that's that's not what Maddie would do. Now he did kiss her earlier. I'm willing to overlook it, I guess. Um, but no, he just tells her no. And then this is where Jennifer Garner, for me, does more than I've ever seen her do, which is, I don't think it's a slam. I like her. She's so good. She's still like the 13-ish year old at heart, but she's like gutted and trying to tell her best friend she's happy for him at the same time, but like crying and smiling. And it's it's really good. Loved it. I don't care. The rest of the movie could have been trash and I'd have felt the same. Um, so she's sad. She does the pixie dust thing again because because he kept the house after all these years, which was part of how he admitted that he had always loved her. And it was still a no. It, so the, the dust is there, and then suddenly we're back in the closet. She's 13. It's a wonderful life that's just happened. She runs out. She kisses him. Takes the paper from number one of six chicks. Yada, yada, yada. The end. Happily, happily, happy, ever, happily ever after. Happy ever after? Happily. It's happily. Happily ever after. <laughs> oh, man, this was the most I've talked about a movie. And I haven't really offered enough of an opinion on it, but there's a lot going on, <laughs> going on here. I think I could talk uh, comfortably for another hour on probably just specifics. Like, how she's dressing, but really I could talk forever on how is no one confronting her absolutely erratic behavior in the early days of being 30. <laughs> I, I just, it's just wild, but I think now's a great time. It's Valentine's day week. It's not, this isn't coming out on the day. I don't think <laughs> I'm going to invite in, the lovely lady that selected this film and watched it with me and is uh, just straight up my better half. I think I hear her walking up the stairs. I'm going to confront her and bring her. (laughs) Be right back. And we're back from the rare second break. Joining me is... Oh. <laughs> got violins in here now. <laughs> Joining me is the aforementioned love of my life, Kate. Oh, that's me. Yep, that's you. Finn's here too, so I wasn't sure which one you were referring to. Finn's okay. He's on the podcast all the time. You always hear his jingling and or barking. <laughs> there it is. That's why you pay for the good mic, so you can hear the jingling of a collar. 
We really want to set the stage of where you are and what you're doing. Absolutely. That's why he's in the theme song. It's not because I tried several times and I never got it without him barking. It's a family man. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Valentine's Day. Mm. It's, I mean, it's not technically. I think it's a couple days before. Or what, is it the It's day? the Valentine's Day season, we'll say. It's the Candy's holiday been, season. Candy's been on the shelf for the past three weeks, people. So Yeah. I mean, come on, guys. Oh, it's it was this is releasing on the fifteenth, so it was yesterday. Yesterday. Oh, so by the time you're listening to this, it's all gonna be on sale. So stock up now. Yeah, get you some fifty percent off. What, what's your favorite Valentine's like candy? Ooh, that's tough. I love a good lint truffle, okay. but I also love anything Reese's. What's your least favorite? Necco wafers, Smarties. Yeah, but that's not chalky. specifically Valentine's Day. Mm, I don't like when they offer you a chocolate heart. And it's hollow on the inside. You think you're either getting a solid chocolate or a, yeah. a something filled, and then you break it, and it's like it crackles into dust. That's, that's always I, a disappointment. That's how I feel about like Easter bunnies that mm-hmm. are hollow. It's like just, just solid chocolate or nothing. Just don't man. give it to me then. <laughs> Like you would turn down candy, please. Not a dang chance. Mm-hmm. I do you like the little hearts with the like kiss me hearts and stuff? Oh, the conversation hearts. Yeah, yeah. that's a classic. I, I mean, love them. that's always fun to pass around when you're in grade school. I'm talking about eating them. I mean, yeah. I'll eat all of them. I love them. A lot of cookie artists will do conversation hearts as sugar cookies with the icing on top and fun fun sayings. Hmm. That's a good idea. Mm-hmm. You want to start up your cookie art business again? No, this is not not a plug for a side hustle here. Okay. But fine, then I won't plug it. <laughs> Seeing how it's the day after Valentine's Day, I appreciate that. I think I missed the boat on that one well, this year. I mean, what are they going to do next year? Yeah, get get your orders in early, yeah. gentlemen. <laughs> they take a while. Honestly, watching you make the ones that you made, I don't have the patience. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of dry time involved. There's a lot of layers involved. And I'm not talking about the conversation hearts. Those ones are pretty straightforward, but just in general. That would take like three different uh, drying times, though, because you need the outline. Then you'd have to flood it and then you have to put it on top. Yep. I'd probably marker the top, though, on those ones. I wouldn't pipe another one. on. Well, if you want the conversation heart yeah, stamp sure. printed on there, traditional to the candy, that's what I would do. If you wanted something personalized, of course, you can write whatever you want and icing on top, but right. it's just a departure from the traditional. Alright. Okay. That's fine. But about <clears throat> this movie you brought me on to talk about. First off, you selected <laughs> this movie. And I, I, I have just exhaustedly exhaustively? Exhaustively a lot of this podcast is me saying two similar words and figuring out which one's right. Mm, it's great. Sometimes it comes down to neither. I like yeah, it. Yeah, and as a an English ma- major, I'm sure you neither. love. Uh, how dare you? I mean, you said it. I you set yourself up that way. Yeah, I shouldn't have picked a medium where my words matter where I talk. Why did you make a face when I said medium? <laughs> Why? Because I'm an XL. Is that what it is? No. How dare you? You are an Excel wizard, though. So that's right. Guys, I am a nerd, and I'm good at Excel, and I have... A Ask ridic- him about his movie logs. I, I Yeah. have you, you haven't even seen the list Excel version for this show. Mm-mm. A lot of people don't know this because they've never asked me, and why would they? I'm going to log every single movie in there, and at some point, I'll be able to read like the top 50. Gosh, that's nuts. 
Yeah, it's going to be stupid. <laughs> That's a 90s uh, cool way to say it. Bonus. Ep- no, it's actually stupid. <laughs> uh, it's a bonus episode. I'll just read 50 <laughs> movies. You're going to read 50 movies? Yeah. Here are my 50. Mm. And that's it. Yeah, I'm going to add nothing else. No color commentary. (laughs) No no special guests. Just a list read. You love to see it. It's a BuzzFeed listicle. You know what I think would be funny? if I'll just call my mom and list 50 movies to her and see if she even knows what they are. Is that star Matt Damon's friend? Is Matt Damon's friend in that? She she either says, is it Matt Damon's friend or Ben Affleck's friend? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now at this point, she's just messing with me. It's a Hallmark. Hallmark Eileen. She does love Hallmark movies. Um, so I've talked about the movie a lot. I, I think I, I want to know why you picked it. Why do you like this movie? Well, this was one of the few movies that I bought at a, like a, like a, it wasn't Blockbuster, but it was like a Tinseltown video type store, mom and pop shop when they went out of business and everything was like $2. <laughs> and I was like, this seems fun. Purchased it. And it was one of the few movies that I could play on the, like, DVD-VHS combo brick television I had in my room when I was growing up. So So did you watch it, like, a ton then? It was in the rotation for sure. It was definitely a slumber party classic. Um, But also I love Jennifer Garner. And I like that it, while rom-com-y, it wasn't the traditional sappy, Nicholas Sparksy. Okay, not to say there's anything wrong with that. I'm not trying I'm not, to slam I it. I won't stand for Nicholas no. Sparks slander. I'm not, I'm not trying to slander the, the OGs of the genre. But I will say, that is in no way rom-com. He is straight rom- romantic movie drama. Right. But I, I understand. But it's Sorry. also also the same when you think about like the buddy comedy almost style rom-com where they accidentally fall for each other. Or at least a lot of other tropes. Like this was boy next door, girl next door, fast forward what it could have been should have been without feeling like oh i've been so wistful all these years or oh you know i missed my chance back then it's like thrust into the spotlight in a whole new way with something fresh which was really exciting and as someone who's now navigating her 30 (coughs) year um Understanding. I think you coughed over the number. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. So I think Finn is tearing something apart into the microphone. <laughs> He's got a Christmas toy here at my feet right now. I just um, <laughs> as long as you clarify that it was you and not me. But I, I did like that it was fresh. I liked that it was different. And I liked that it was showing someone who didn't have all their stuff together and was trying to make it. Because once you get here, you realize that's all any of us are trying to do. True. And how the decisions that you make throughout your life build to where you're going. So even the stuff that you don't think is important, like a stupid 13 year old birthday party or um, wanting to be part of the cool crowd with the six chicks, like all of these decisions build up over time and make you who you are. So even the small stuff that whether you're a parent, whether you're not, whether you've got someone in your life who is going through these crucial teenage years and trying to navigate that, even though it might seem trivial to you now in your 30-something, 40-something years, it's still a big deal then, and it's still a formative experience that's important and validating to them. So, Do you think like it's that. more for like a, a teenage lens? I think so. I was so. trying to think about that. I would say more from a teenage lens. It definitely resonated with me through my teenage years because I think, one, it also shows, like it doesn't lean heavily into the like sex and like, 
all of the stuff that you can do in a rom-com or even just a romantic movie in general where it's like that's the end goal. And it's kind of funny to see it from 13-year-old in the 30-year-old Jennifer Garner's body of like, oh my God, you're naked and you're wearing a towel. Where yeah. is my mom? Like, I'm so uncomfortable. And you want to cruise without me? Yeah. <laughs> she literally means Battleship when she's asking what type of games they can play. And he's I all... I forgot about that scene. Well, yeah, you can see my destroyer. And she's like, okay, great. And she's like, where, where are he the He didn't boards? even have Battleship. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like, to someone innocent, like, it doesn't taint that. It doesn't show that the physical stuff is the end goal, but really it comes down to the heart of it. And it comes down to being with the person that you're meant to be with that gets to the core of who you are and isn't just someone that you're physically attracted to. Yeah. And so I really think this movie shows that what you think is cool in the moment, which is like the make or break, the the Rick Springfields and the Chris Grandies and the six chicks and all these things, they don't matter because it's not who you are and it's not who you want to be. Like just because someone says it's cool or it's the popular thing to do and like that's not your lane, that's totally okay. I mean, you see Maddie grow up and become successful. Jenna grows up and... It's interesting all the different hints they drop about how terrible of a person she is before... Legitimately awful. Legitimately awful before the 13-year-old shows up living her life in terms of, like, Tracy in the art department's husband trying to bone her at her desk. And she's like, nope, not dealing with that. Okay, so I I went over this for an extended period of time. Do you have... Did I miss something? Did she have something against Tracy? No. Okay, so we didn't miss it. No. I can't explain this guy then. Correct. This so guy doesn't we don't make know. any sense. We don't know who he is, how they came to be, what was happening. She could have a long-term feud that we don't know about. That's something that adult Jenna did in this life before the 13-year-old Jenna showed up. But the context doesn't really matter because clearly if she's willing to not only have a boyfriend that she lives with, visits, whatever. I think um, visits because then she goes over to his place at one point. Yeah. Um, while also sleeping with a married man in her office that he alludes to the week before. I while took it off- as like a spite thing because that otherwise casts someone else that makes more sense. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, that everyone is, also makes mistakes. That dude is super In terms weird. of looks. It feels like a, a choice. That guy was a choice. Sure. <laughs> but then you think about too, like, don't tell me whenever my parents call, like screen all my family calls yeah. to her assistant. And she obviously the she filed, fired Charlotte. Well, she was a secretary, Richard. Like, oh, she took a lot of notes. Like she fired her probably because she found out part of her secret or was hot on the trail, which we find out later that she's been in touch with Trish Sackett over at Sparkle. Yeah, we we hate Judy Greer for doing what Jennifer what Jenna Garner's. was doing all along before 13-year-old showed up. So she just swooped in to take the goods at the last second when she so discovered funny. it. It's interesting. We also don't like Judy Greer because she is the personification of continuing that high school experience as well. So calling Matt Beaver anytime he shows up, like needling him. Because even though they're, you know, fast forwarded almost two decades later, she's still treating him like he was in high school, whereas yeah. you would think that someone would evolve and become an adult, oh, but that doesn't happen. Yeah, I wouldn't. I would definitely, like, if I saw, like, a kid I played baseball with, I would call him that nickname. But like, it's different when it's someone. Hey, if you're out there, Strange Brian or uh, 
It's Spooge one thing when Google. they're when they're in on it, though. <laughs> I don't know if they're in on it. Also, I didn't come up with the names. I just kept saying them. Yeah. But but things like that. And then, of course, at the end, like, you know, being very cutthroat and being that type of persona, like, that's what Jenna wanted in high school. So that's who she became, too. Yeah. And if we were exposed to her at that later date, we would hate her, too. If, yeah. Like, we don't want to root for her. We don't want her to have the happy ending. But she's got a chance to change and do it over in a way that's meaningful to her, which is what I think we all want at the end of the day, too, to understand that our past choices don't define us, and there's still a history and ability to be redeemed somehow. I agree. Magic pixie dust or not? Yeah, I was wrong. I, I had, like, guesses of what I thought the, like, mechanism was. I didn't have wish fulfillment. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. Well, it's her birthday, and it's on the Jenna Dream House, and if you see at the end, she and Matt move into a pink house... That yeah. mirrors the dream house he built for her. So it's like everything she ever wanted is coming true. Well, and that's a really little on the nose. <laughs> but that's the core of who she is. So when you see Maddie give that to her at first, she's over the moon excited about it. It's everything that she right. okay. loves so is. I was trying wants. to replace that because I was like, I think she liked it. But as soon as Tom Tom. Yeah, she's like, I got to throw this away. Right, because she doesn't want to be seen as a baby. I mean, she's stuffing her bra, for Christ's sakes. Like, she's an adult now. But the dream house signifies everything that he gets about her, which is her core personality. Of Yeah, poise. She's in the bathroom. Rick Springfield's loafing on the sofa. Like, he builds this whole shrine to who she is as a person. And, yeah, she's a very pretty girl. But it's made very clear that he's interested in her because of who she is. Yeah. And how kind of a person she is. And so when they move into the dream house, it's like, of course, like, Maddie was in the dream house when she was 13 receiving it. And he's in the dream house now with her, like, living the life that she was meant to have based on who she is rather than what she thought she should aspire to be based on crappy high school teenage roles, conformity, and expectations. So, yeah, this was a big movie. This is a formative movie for me. And you have to admit, Mark Ruffalo is great as a leading man. Oh, yeah. I mean... Big fan there. I couldn't believe it when I saw his name. (laughs) I I gasped. You did audibly gasp. That's true. I I was like, what? What? Because on my list, I never saw him as a rom-com person. He may have done others. I have no idea. Mm-hmm. But I can't think of anything. I can I, I can think of indie movies where he plays a very flawed person. Or like he's Hulk the Hulk. Marvel and yeah. <laughs> and I, I, like, I really like him. I want to see more. Did I agree. You, did you see the movie where he, it's, a, it's from the people that made Once, that musical. I think it's called Begin Again, maybe. He's like that a, sounds vaguely familiar, but I haven't seen it. I think Adam him. Levine is in it. Mm, probably not then. <laughs> but it's like a musical thing, so that's right. why he's in it. I, he's, I like that movie. We're going to watch it. <laughs> well, the <laughs> thing with... <laughs> great aside. <laughs> the thing with Mark Ruffalo, too, is for someone to be boy next door and not be super clean cut and shiny, but also not being that, hey, I turned out to be what the popular guy, Chris Grandy, what you thought he would be. And then he's secretly Jim Gaffigan driving a cab. Um, (laughs) He gets to grow up an authentic way. He gets to do something that he loves. And he is someone that is still authentically who you think that 13 year old Matt is, which I think is very refreshing and unique because it's not some super toned ripped dude. It's not some, 
boy next door, squeaky clean guy. Like he's able to have his own personality and his own self. I mean, he, he lives in the village. Which village? Uh, Greenwich Village? Right. Like. Yeah, I think if they make this now, it's probably, it's like, instead of him, it would be like Chris Evans. Mm-hmm. And like, still like, cool, or whatever. And I also like that they make him a nerd about music, but he's not in music later. Mm-hmm. It, sh- it shows him that he's not just a music nerd. Yeah, he's very well-rounded because he comes a photographer. I called that he was going to be a musician. I was wrong. Yeah. Well, he also had the CBGB shirt on when we see him for the first time when he's an adult. And you think, oh. Oh, he's definitely in music. No. Photographer. But then at the same time, I think it changes because Chris Evans is that all-American look where... Not to say that Mark Ruffalo is not handsome because he is a very handsome man. He's a good-looking guy. He's a good-looking dude. He's just not Captain America. Right. He's not that (laughs) clean-cut, like... And no shade to Chris Evans because he's also a very handsome man. But okay, like you put, down a bit, right? <laughs> but you put him in any city, and it's like okay, he can fit in here. Like yeah. he's easily transferable between places. Whereas Mark Ruffalo, I feel like comes in, and he can be that comforting presence. He looks natural alongside Jennifer Garner. It's not like either one of them outshine, or they're both too pretty of a person, or anything like that. And throughout the movie, he still has his humanity about him. Like, you see him falling for adult Jenna. But the reason he's falling for her is because it's the 13-year-old's personality again, which we love. But when hard decisions have to be made, like, he does the right thing at the end and he's a stand-up guy. He says no. He says no to her, even though that's his dream girl. He says, I've always loved you. He kept that th- He kept the dream house. Threw at him and says yeah. no. I was like, dude. Yes. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't do that to the person that I've already committed to. Like this is a timing issue and I'm sorry and I'm not going to do that to Wendy or her family. Like I've made this choice already and as much as I would love for this to happen, it's I can't. And that's what helps, you know, catapult her back to the 13 years. And Nicholas Sparks, they would have painted Wendy in a worse light, making it easier to detach, but they didn't. They like she's nope. Nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong with her. There's nothing wrong. Like, obviously, you root for the Matt and Jenna relationship because you know that's what's supposed to happen. But you realize in this timeline, it's not meant to be because of the choices that she made. And they don't vilify Wendy. They give uh, Matt the opportunity, Mark Revelo's character, to be like, I'm still the good guy here because I'm doing the right thing. Because if I dropped Wendy for her... At the altar, it doesn't matter how much you want to shit Matt and Jenna, that's going to make him look like a terrible person. Yeah. Regardless. So it keeps that intact of like, of course, he's the best guy. Of course, he's the guy for her because he's the stand up guy. He's always been the guy. Yeah. Big fan. I agree. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So now I have been ranking characters. Yep. Where applicable. You say that's so weird. Okay. <laughs> it's my show, okay? Be nice to me. No. Okay, that's fine. I only, <laughs> ranked, I only ranked four people. I feel like there are four... I think there are three leads, really. Mm-hmm. And then the fourth is my number one, and it's Andy Circus. Of course it is, Richard. I'm like, if it's not Richard... Crushing it. Richard Neeland. <laughs> is I've, he from Martha or Arthur? Oh, I huh? forgot. That was an awesome line that I didn't understand at first. <laughs> Is he gay or not? Okay, I love Are that. Are you gay? 
Um, oh, so, so good. Andy Circus, easy, number one. Number two, Jennifer Garner. I talked about it a lot already, but she's so good at playing 13 uh, in a believable way. It doesn't mm-hmm. feel weird. Mm-hmm. I talked about how when we watched Freaky and Vince Vaughn played like a teenage Oh, the girl. teenage, yeah, the cheerleader in high school. I talked about how weird that was, but also hilarious because of how bad it was. And maybe that was part of why he did it. But anyways, she was and then she was brutally uh, heartbreaking in the like scene where she tells him that she loves him and he turns her down. The final scene is a tearjerker. She's like smiling through pouring out, pouring down tears, telling him she wants to be happy and that she's going to be okay. And you still see the like young teen as like as Amazing. The only reason she's number one is because Andy Serkis did Thriller. Right. Um, (laughs) He hits every mark on that dance. But with that, too, I mean, you have to think about it. So this is 13-year-old Jenna we're seeing. Now, I'm sure adult Jenna has seen lots of highs and lows, but we have no knowledge or recollection of that, just like 13-year-old Jenna. So really, this is the first time she's ever had to deal with a breakup or with a lost love or with any sort of heartbreak in any kind of terms, and it's with her best friend, that she realizes is the love of her life in the final hour that she will never have access to again and potentially never be able to go back to that time in her life, which I think we all want to at some point. Like that emotion was very raw and real and completely fitting for the character. Like it really came off authentic and believable. Yeah. Number three, Mark Ruffalo. Honestly, one through three are like, it's like one A, A through C, really. Yeah. And then 1B is Judy Greer. Judy Greer is so good at being bitchy. Mm-hmm. Oh, her interaction with Trish Sackett. Ugh. Love it. The best. Oh, my God, Trish. Is it so bad you had to come get free food at our party? Please take some shrimp in your purse for later. Love Judy Greer. Ugh. And that, so those good. are the four I ranked. I don't even know why I ranked them. I loved all of them. They're all fantastic, and they all embody their character so well and i think they work really well together like you can feel not the frenemy because it's not even a frenemy but between jennifer garner and judy greer like yes they're friends but there's still a little tension there yeah and then you see obviously her tension with mark ruffalo because you know hey beaver and all of that from high school hey tom tom no one's called me that in years and it's just called me beaver in years it's just just interesting biatch. oh that, that was a, a big laugh line at the end be the pot in the kettle i'll buy yourself i did so. like that play on words that was fun mm-hmm. so i have a list of why this is my favorite movie jennifer garner's performance mm-hmm. said a lot about it i mm-hmm. probably i don't need to say more andy circus's performance also said a lot also can i just say great to see andy circus as andy circus yeah i talked about that a little bit too but like what a fun pop in delight he's not a motion captured gorilla or anything he's <laughs> he's not any other creature that requires all of the things and even he's in one of the marvel movies but he's so big in that it's not like you don't see him as yeah. a person yeah um also ruffalo like okay performances aside i love magical elements in a realistic story magical realism sure we'll call it that That's yeah it's usually that in like books <laughs> there's not a ton of that in like movies uh but like one of my favorite movies about time 
is like magical elements in a rom drum, probably. Mm-hmm. Did we watch that together? No. Oh, we're going to have to watch it. <laughs> I can't rank it on the show. So many magical movies to watch. It's got a... Oh, no. What's his name? Domhnall Gleeson. Oh, I do like him. Uh, what else did I write down? And Judy Greer. Okay. So mostly performances. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I like the way they treated her as like a a kid at 30. Mm-hmm. I also have notes on what I would want more of. And this is why this isn't my favorite movie. Mm-hmm. Everyone, one, she should have been way more confused. Way more confused. She was confused. It needed to get worse. <laughs> she is magically 30. She, see, she sees a 30-year-old man naked right away. She should be terrified. <laughs> well, it wasn't right away. <laughs> she close to she right saw away. her mail. She realized she lived there. Like, there are certain steps. And for her to go straight from the party to this when she wished to be 30 and flirty and thriving, like, it definitely takes a little bit. You can see her stumble throughout the entirety of her day. But it it's fine. I need a little more struggle. I, not a ton more, just a little bit more. I also needed every single person to think she was crazy. Judy Greer and Mark Ruffalo needed to think she was nuts. Like, way crazier than she was. I get why you don't want to do that. <laughs> I think Mark incre- Ruffalo thought it more than Judy Greer did. but It's almost worse. Yeah. Because if he thinks a little bit of this is true, he should be like, what the hell happened? And if he thinks she's crazy, he needs to get her help. Yeah. <laughs> but, all right, we'll just pretend... Uh, valid valid concerns. Yeah. I get where you're coming from. Um, uh, what else did I write down? I, didn't, I mean, okay. I, I wanted more Mark Ruffalo. I know that sounds don't weird. We all. He's in it a lot. But I don't... I think because we were trying to keep that he was engaged, hidden, we made him more mysterious than he needed to be. Because I don't think that was a, a huge revelation to me. I mm-hmm. just thought he was weird about sketching out at a party. Uh, I think I because you could read that a little bit like, oh, he doesn't like what she did that made them not be friends anymore. I don't, I don't care. I don't need that. <laughs> like, give me more of that of him. And that's it. That's the only thing I didn't really like about it. I think there is a little bit of corniness to it. Oh, um, for sure. But it's it's probably it's inherent in the genre. Yeah. So it's time to rank my movies. All right. Let's hear them. Oh, I didn't update my list before this call, so I have to do this before this call. What are we on a Zoom call. meeting? I, honestly, this is what I feel like. I'm sitting where I ha- I take all my teams and Zoom calls. Even though you see me here in person, you're on a call. Look, yeah, I am looking at you. <laughs> That's how I know we're not on a call. We could be on a call, and you can look at me. <laughs> Pass. Okay. Well. <laughs> all right then. All right, number five. Is this true? Okay, all right. <laughs> let's, let's count on our fingers. One hand only. Oh, vamp for a second for me. Dun, 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 dun. I want to make sure I don't include a movie that should... There it is. Yeah, there's Finn saying hi. Get it right into the mic, bud. He, he just wants to let the people know he's doing well. He's all our right. movie watching buddy just as much as each other. All right, I've got it. All right, here we go. Top five. All right. Number five. Dropping one. 
What's that? Are you telling me to hurry up? What was that? What he, are you doing? He wants to go outside. Okay, all right. That's hold on. why. All right, sorry. Number five, <laughs> dropping one spot, Days of Thunder. Mm, still on the list. Yeah, it passed uh, Look Who's Talking. Mm, what wouldn't? <laughs> uh, number four, Step Up, also mm, dropping one. Only four. Wow, okay. Yeah, you're going to see why. I'm ready. Because at number three, entering for the first time, 13 going on 30. <laughs> That's right. <sighs> I liked it better. <laughs> Number two is 10 Things I Hate About You. Number mm. one, Inglorious Bastards. All right. That's a pretty solid lineup. Yeah. I mean, most of these are okay. <laughs> most of these are okay. I see three of these sticking for a while. Relieve some mystery as to what three of those are. Obviously, they're the top three. <laughs> Well, you never know. I mean, you it's true. Know. I did have if you if you just played the numbers, look who's talking would still be here. But I decided Days of Thunder was better. My computer is overheating. Let's make this happen. Top five scenes. Number five, dropping one is the wheelch- wheel. Oh, no. I got to get this off the list because I can never say it. Wheelchair race scene from Days of Thunder. Number four, dropping one. It's the bar fight scene from Convoy. Slow mo. You remember it well. <laughs> Yeah. Number three, the pre-wedding scene. Jennifer Garner and Mark Ruffalo. I've said all I need to say about it. It's great. Number two is the I Love You Baby singing scene from 10 Things I Hate About You. There's a lot of Mm. numbers in this list. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And number one is the long scene from uh, the long scene from Inglourious Bastards. That's a lot of them. The the first scene with the dairy farmer. The farmhouse. Yeah. The opening scene. Yeah. Because it set the stage for how intense Christoph Waltz was going to be. Christoph Waltz, man. Polyglot over there. What do you think this movie's like if Christoph Waltz is in the Mark Ruffalo role? (laughs) You want to talk mysterious. Not the same. I don't want to see it, but I want it to exist. Like a little bit. And that's it. That's it for my list. But that means another one has fallen off. And you get to be here for me reading the eulogy to this movie. (laughs) You ready? I'm ready. This week's top five eulogy. Another one lost this week, Kate. Look who's talking. Who is talking? Well, not me about you anymore. (laughs) You stayed on just about as long as was reasonable. Were you screwed over by a change in heart about the movie Days of Thunder? Sure. Maybe. Maybe I'm (laughs) not... Maybe I'm not able to throw Days of Thunder out completely just yet. And that's on me. That's something I have to work on. As I count down the moments until my my child's entry to this world, you were an unwelcome presence. Your scary, semi-sci-fi alien-feeling wound was terrifying. I don't like that Bruce Willis was talking about putting his third leg slash penis in his mouth. I just, I just don't need or want that in my life anymore. <laughs> you will live on in your sequels, though. Take comfort in that. And maybe in time, I'll be able to watch those without thinking of you. Rest in power, King. (laughs) I wish you could see her face. She's so pissed. (laughs) I could have done that. I could have let you go and you wouldn't have to hear this. But now you did. And you're welcome. Wow. Say thank you. No. (laughs) I also wrote something else down. 
next up next week. Like, I got to prepare the people for next week. Mm-hmm. There's a little film releasing next week based on a true story. Rags to riches tale. The ward <laughs> season bait. <laughs> it's a prestige film. You get it. So in honor of the release of cocaine bear, we'll be watching another movie with a bear that probably at least tried cocaine. Ted, the Mark Wahlberg talking bear vehicle. Get ready for my Boston accent, baby. Are you ready? I need a week to prepare. Uh, I can't wait to revisit it and figure out the answer to that age old question. When do you show your child the movie Ted? You don't. (laughs) We'll see. Ted's back, baby. Any parting words? Good luck. Bye.